Hi, this is Buzz Burbank, and I never listen to None Taken. <laughs> That's just so I know, you know. Thanks. Uh, Instead of that that uh, guitar riff to start, you know, the show, we could have the dog. Play. Oh yeah, or just come in at the end of it, like dong dong. Yep. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm sure you saw this because you've been on Instagram today, but did maybe you haven't? Did you see the Virginia school board meeting where somebody like Bart Simpson, the speaker of the the, the organizer of the meeting, did you see this? Have you heard of this? So. So I'm aware of it, but I saw it? it at work and I didn't have a chance to actually. Oh, watch do you want to hear it? Definitely. Okay. So uh, here, the first part, it's wrapping up of a woman that's speaking in front of like a town hall. I, right. I think it's a school board meeting. And okay. the person leading the meeting uh, was after that person was done reading off of a list. And I think it's a list of people that signed up to speak. And he's like <laughs> repeating the name to and, until they show up and then moving on to the next name. So here we are. A handful of names signed up for Virginia School Board. Policy in Virginia. Thank you so in much, Ms. Thomas. We do appreciate you. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. Do I have Amanda hug and kiss? Sulk, Suk, Mahidik. Suk, <laughs> Mahidik. That's him on the mic. Bad mic. Ophelia McHawk. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ophelia McHawk. Eileen <laughs> Dover. Okay, come on. Yeah. Eileen Dover. Don Kiddick. <laughs> <laughs> Don Kiddick. Don't. <laughs> He must Wayne Kerr. That that's my grandpa, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne Kerr. <laughs> Got a UK guy there. Melissa Dart. Okay. That's right. All right, all right, we're done with that. You I know, feel like at Eileen Dover, he kind of figured it out. And then he, he kind of had like, an audible sigh. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, this is wrong. Something's going on here. Well, you'd think he'd know because I, I can see his name placard from here on the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His name is Dick Butkus. <laughs> Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Welcome to None Taken. The internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts Dustin and Alan. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band for the use of their song Ways and Means for our intro music. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it's Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. It's a great day for America. 
I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and Alan is in the San Francisco Bay Area. We are here, recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now, wherever you're listening to this. Please leave us a five-star review. Be sure to tell your friends about us. You can find None Taken on Instagram, Twitter, and of course our Facebook None Taken Superfans group. Remember, first show is free. After that, head over to Venmo and search for None Taken. Chip in what you think is fair. Your support keeps the show going and will get us a billboard. Alan, what is up? <laughs> what, what is up, everybody? Billboard, easy for you I to made say. It, I made it so far. At, towards so the end, far. I felt like I was skiing downhill. I'm like, I know all yep. these words. I can do it. I can do it. And then I go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, I had quite the week last week. It was a really, really great week. I had an awesome time on vacation. Um, man, I, I feel like I just ate and drank everything in the North Bay that there was oh, to, nice. to eat and drink. Um, so That's I'll just go feeling. quick kind of run down the places we went, some stuff we did. And I have kind of an interesting story about the Airbnb. Okay at the end here um <clears throat> so we started out went to 21st amendment on sunday in san leandro i hadn't been there in quite a while it's a really nice space man. yeah they have a nice outdoor space and the, even the inside is just this huge warehouse it felt really uh i, I haven't been there but i love san leandro i do too the marina uh really actually went to the marina too and hung out for a bit it was a beautiful day too uh that wasn't smoky or anything so that was nice um i found a new dive bar in el cerita oh i went to uh, it's called the Hotsi Totsi. I like this. I like the name, right? Yeah. Um, so I'd seen it uh, quite a few times, just never had a chance to check it out. They have this back room there. Oh. Uh, and. And. You know how, like, at strip clubs? That's, that's where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they have that side room where there's, like, like couches all along the wall. And there's the thing in the center where the stripper. Oh. It's kind of the more intimate sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Room. They had a room like that in the back. There was no strippers, but um, at the time, at the time, there were there were very tasteful uh, oil paintings of nudes on the wall, which I liked. I enjoyed tasteful and nudes, tasteful nudes. And they had for some random reason, they had like uh, old Kung Fu movies playing on the TVs in the corner, which <laughs> that's pretty cool. I thought, I thought was fun. Yeah. Um, very distracting. Like I would like I'd catch myself watching that instead of listening to who I'm talking to. I definitely did yeah. that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. Uh, yeah. Cool little dive bar. We had a few drinks there. It was nice. Up in Rosa, I did go to Russian River Brewing. I actually went twice. I went to the downtown location. And then uh, a couple days later, my buddy Apgar came out and we went to the Windsor location, which is the newer one. Okay. That's where they actually do all the brewing. It's huge, man. It's really brand new. Super nice outdoor and indoor space facilities. It looks really cool. It was really nice. Um, the room for activities was, there was and not really nice outdoor space too um so that was cool uh, they have a, a hazy on tap right now called mind circus which is really good i tried a couple other beers that our buddy tim recommended they're pretty good i one of them he recommended was a, a just a regular um a regular ipa i had the same thing man i just i'm really? just not an ipa no, that's what i'm drinking right now actually but it's mostly for the can art it's got the tennessee flag on it Ah, cool. Yeah, this is cool. an audio medium. Sorry, I'm drinking an IPA with a Tennessee flag on it. Go ahead. Oh, Sorry. yeah. Uh, I also went to a brewery called Fog Belt Brewing, which is in Santa Rosa. It was so good, I went twice. Nice. Um, they had a hazy called Stardusk. Stardusk hazy. I put Stardusk. Uh-huh. Stardusk. Actually, at halftime, I'll pop one of those open. So Hell yeah. I brought I made, one can made it home from, from the nice. trip. Nice. Um, that place was great. They had uh, these really good fries with like cheese and pulled pork on them that were fucking amazing. 
so that was great. I went there a couple times. We also went to a, a winery. So this winery actually burnt down four years ago when the big fires that hit Rosa. Mm-hmm. It's called Paradise Ridge. It's a winery that I used to go to back in the day when I lived up there. I really liked. It's kind of pricey, a little higher end, um, but they have excellent wine. Uh, went over there. Is this a dumb and- question? Is the wine going to be better from the ash? I don't think so. Okay. So, so the some of the vintages that uh, came out around the time when the fires uh, were there, definitely the smoke did impact the flavor for sure. But I don't think it was positive. Mm. Um, anyway, so they've rebuilt since, and they lost their whole library, like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of wine. A library of holes? Oh, bung nope. holes. That's <laughs> what the hole is of- in a barrel. It's called a bung hole. <laughs> you're you're correct. No, they so lost it's not a library a, of oh, wine. W h o l e. I got it. Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we we went there. We were a little nervous because they on the website it said it was like by appointment only, and we didn't have an appointment. Yeah. And I think that wineries do that more like a prestige thing that they don't want to just like say anybody can just walk in and have yeah. some wine. I don't know. Anyway, so we walked in. And we're like, hey, we don't have an appointment. Can we just like buy a bottle and drink it here? And the guy was like, yeah, sure. Nice. So we didn't even have, yeah. So we already knew it was good stuff. So we bought a nice bottle of uh, Zen and drank that on the patio. It was fucking beautiful. The view there is amazing. Anyways, I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're fine. Um, all right. So the Airbnb in Santa Rosa was this really nice place, a nice little condo. Little, it's like a four bedroom place, but oh, wow. yeah, it was, it was perfect, man. It was, um, quiet it was uh plenty of space to kind of spread out and hang out so we had a really good time there um so this one thing happened my buddy apgar came over i I mentioned that earlier and he goes in the bathroom there's a bathroom downstairs like by the kitchen like the half bath right Mm -hmm. and he goes in and he comes out and he's like you uh you notice the mirror situation in there and i was like i don't don't know what you're talking about like we'd already been there for Mm -hmm. a couple of days I'd use the bathroom plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Hadn't noticed anything. He's like, go, go take a look. So, so, so I go in. And I don't know how I hadn't noticed this before. There is a bath, there is a mirror, a small mirror about the size of a laptop screen, like maybe, you know, 12 by 12. Okay. That is positioned right above the tank of the toilet. Okay. Oh. In such a way that when you're standing there taking a leak, like, it's it's a dick it's a dick mirror let's be honest wait is there a a camera behind it because you said so actually so so actually my buddy ben said that when he saw it the first thing he did was take the mirror off the wall to make sure there was yeah right right okay but i don't know how i hadn't noticed this so he comes out and tells me this and i'm like what so i go and i check and i'm like holy shit that's true is it so oh i know what it's for go ahead okay all right so i I found it. Inter- I, I sent you a picture. Yeah. So that was that yeah, was my you sent me a picture with- of you and another person. And I was like, "Who's taking the picture?" And you're like right. a third person. I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> but she was standing there with the breadstick. Do you remember? You saw that picture oh, too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was holding the breadstick oh, in front of for, for sizing. <laughs> right. Okay. So describe it better. She's uh, so- standing there with the breadstick. Okay, I think everybody knows. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, what? So did so my- you ever figure out why it's there? No, my buddy Ben said that perhaps the the uh, owners are are gay and maybe that's that's a thing that they would do. And I'm like, why would they have doesn't to be make gay? Any sense. Maybe yeah, like, doesn't make any sense. Like, maybe they're gay, so they want to like. Ha- I, I don't understand. You know what I think it is? What shaving what? over the bowl? So you just flush it when you're done. Oh, 
you know. That's remarkably efficient, actually. Yeah. Well, do you need a mirror to shave your pubes, though? Like, you can look down and see them. I think it'd probably be easier. Do you, do you use a mirror when you're um, I mean, manicuring? If I might now if I had one over the bowl, but I got one of those uh, <laughs> hutch things there. The you real a, trick a would be to shave lawnmower? that over the mirror uh-huh. while she's going pee, and then I'm going between the legs. Oh, wow. That That's would be the, the dream for you. slam. I don't know about dream, but okay, yeah. <laughs> Living the dream. Living the dream. Uh, so is that your is that your vacation? Alan's vacation? That's my vacation. Dick, dick mirrors yes. and plenty of... That sounds fun. <laughs> That sounds like it was a, a good time, man. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. And your yeah. one before you went out to the coast a bunch, right? So like, yes, hell yeah, man, great. Yeah, it was it was good times. Uh, I had a bit of a weekend. Um, so starting on Friday, I'm driving back to the shop. Me and a coworker were working together, and uh, we're we're heading back to the shop. And I hear from the shop manager because uh, he's on the phone with with her, and he's in the driver's seat, right? My my coworker, mm-hmm. right, and. They're ta- what I can figure out from their phone call is that the UPS driver tested positive for COVID and the shop manager is going around like sterilizing everything, even though all that guy does is touch like the door and like, you know, drops a package off um, and she could like wash her hands. But they find out uh, because the, a new guy came. It's always the same guy. And then they're like, oh, well, where's the other guy? And she's like and they're they, they're like, oh, he has COVID or, you know. Hmm. he tested positive for COVID. I don't know. There's no, we learned okay. on the show last week that HIPAA, you can, it's a HIPAA can violation. That. that's not a HIPAA violation. <laughs> right, so, right. Okay. so I get back to the shop and I have to go into the shop and she's in there like mopping the floor, mopping the floor. I'm like mopping. Yeah. Okay. And another one of my coworkers is in there as well. And this guy is like, I was in the Navy. I'm not afraid of anything. Um, so the first coworker that I was working with was like, Hey, to the, to the shop manager, did you like just wipe down the door yet? Cause that's like the only thing that he would have touched. And she's like, Oh, not yet. And then that other coworker walks up and licks the window, like on the handle where the handle is. Wow. That's I get outside and I'm like, you know, cause I didn't need to be there. And I was like, all right guys. And the whole time I'm like staying like on the other side of the room while, I, while all this is happening. <laughs> So I, I get outside, it's the end of the day, it's Friday, and in my head I'm like, that's an awful lot of like work and like preparation and seriousness for a group of people that none of which have been vaccinated. Like <laughs> I just don't get it. When when he went and, and licks the window, was, he said you I was, he was expecting He said like, I've got pop? the anthrax <laughs> shot. I don't you know, nothing COVID won't kill me. That's was literally he expecting like a big laugh or a, I think it? so. We all just were horrified. Okay. All of us. Yeah. Every one of us. Of course. What else would you be? Uh, wow. Yeah, I know. So we got home that night, and I felt like I, I'm i not, like, interacting with these people. I mean, like, I guess, like, there's always a chance <laughs> any of them were sick and I was around them. But, like, I worked outside with that right. other coworker. Like, you know, I don't know. Uh, we went to we went to Broadway. We went to Robert's Western World. It's a got-to-go-to spot when you come out to Nashville. Um, cool. Yeah, it was a blast. And then, or no, wait, no, no, no. Friday night, Friday. Well, that's not what we did. Friday we did our normal routine. So Friday we went down to Dixon Cider with Petra. There was a puppy meetup <laughs> there, and the uh, we met some friends, and then walked to Never Never, and had a few more drinks there. I had a day at work on Friday. I was like, I'm getting drunk tonight, and I did. <laughs> so nice. we walked home. We saw a refrigerator out on the street, and considered coming back with my truck to put it in there and bring it back to the house. At like 1 a.m., drunk, 
the next morning we're like, well, we were halfway through the walk home. So then we got right. home and we're like, oh, we're glad we didn't do that. We're drunk. And so, um, <laughs> Natasha goes around the side of the house with the dogs to put them in the backyard, uh, or with right. Petra. And I, and I go into the house to let Addie out and the old dog out, uh, through the side, do- side yard. The old dog goes out fine. Addie's afraid of the world. So she like runs back to the bedroom. I'm like what the hell? And the <laughs> lights are still out in the, the de- um, uh, kitchen, like where the side door is. And I see what I think is like a pile of like one of their like puddled up, like chew toys. And mm-hmm. I go down to pick it up, like I scoop down to pick it up, and it's not. It's lukewarm, wet dog shit. Oh. And it's like, uh. I'm going like fingers parallel to the floor, like to scoop oh, up a God. toy. <laughs> and I come up with like <laughs> rivers of dog shit running between my fingers, dripping onto the floor. This is like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, drunk. So I just drunk, start yelling but, yeah. at Addy. It wasn't Addy, it was Desiah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, man, that was horrible. And then Natasha's like laughing and I'm like, I don't think this is funny. And she's like, trust me, <laughs> you'll laugh at this tomorrow. And it is pretty funny, but it's pretty funny. I'm still pretty upset I, about I'm with this, her on actually. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad, man. I just never stopped washing my hands, like spraying him with bleach. Like just, oh God. Yeah. Saturday, we went to uh, Broadway. We put Petra in a crate. We hadn't like we've never since we had her like left her in the crate and like gone out for a night. So we tried it, um, mm-hmm. and we went to Broadway. Uh, we went to Robert's Western World. It was great. I had a video up on Insta with uh, the the band playing there live. It's always a good show. Yeah, they had a stand up bass. Yeah, super and the cool, guy right? was like standing up on it and plucking. Yeah, it. they do the, every show there is always amazing. Um, but that band was real live. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that was fun. We came back home. Um, that just whatever. It's not a big deal. I was giving Petra a bowl full of water, and she jumped up onto it. She's so excited, and it spilled everywhere. And I got so angry. How did she do in the crate, though? She she was great. She okay. didn't pee in it. I was letting her out, telling her she's a good girl. And she's like, "Am I?" And she knocked the bowl of water down. I'm like, <laughs> not again." But that was still better than the night before. Right, right. Sunday, I built uh, another fence over on the side. This was a much better fence. I had to like drive stakes in and like tie it off and stuff this is a good one uh you were impressed last time so i thought i'd mention it i'm a real desperado (laughs) the we went to the uh we went to the river with the dog it was fun all right do you want to get into this week's headlines i have a i have a dozen ask questions before we get into our headlines yeah yeah let's go um it is in another file and i uh, whatever. Uh, Texas's six-week abortion ban. So at six weeks, abortions are banned in Texas. Goes into effect by the time this podcast comes out. To, uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. comes out is when that takes effect. Right. Meaning that if you're like two weeks late on your period and then you find out it's too late, conceivably. Odd choice mm-hmm. of words, conceivably. And I believe there's not even a um, an exception for rape or incest. Probably not. Yeah. Is this just Texas... And Governor Abbott, our favorite sitting governor, uh, (laughs) just saddled up too closely with big pregnancy test company. (laughs) It's that pregnancy test lobby that got to him. Because like girls are just going to have to, you're going to have to take one like every day, just pee on a stick every day, just in case. Just to make sure. I mean, I would think. Uh... I don't think it's that, but but that is an amusing question. Thanks. Yeah, I know. That's the best laugh I can get over that shitty headline. Right, right. right. Yeah, that's kind of a, yeah. 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 Definitely they have the clear choice or what is it? Clear clear Uh, something. Or EPT. Yeah. Yeah. The lobby is is going hard in Texas. Yep. For sure. Well, 
let's get started. You have uh, one. Do you, I, I like it better when you lead off. Do you want to take this okay. first story? Sure. So the U.S. completed its withdrawal from Afghanistan yesterday, ending America's longest war after a 20-year military presence in the country. Uh, President Biden addressed the nation on the withdrawal today. So, I mean, we talked about this on the show last week or two weeks ago, I guess, at this point, right? Yeah. Um, where, you know, it was not going very well as far as um, the 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 Taliban, by the way, is it Taliban or Taliban? Because no. I'm hearing. Well, okay. It, when I hear Taliban, I think of the South Park episode where Tauli <laughs> says they kicked Tauli out of the group, and he says, "Are you saying? Are you saying it's a Taliban?" Because because Biden keeps saying Taliban. Yeah, but they but also I, say I, Kabul and, and Afghanistan true. and just whatever. In any event, yeah. So the Taliban had had retaken the country in you know sort of unprecedented or unexpected time, and there were. <laughs> You know, all those scenes from the, the Hamid Karzai airport uh, with the, the planes taking off and people trying to hang on and falling off. It, it was just it was not good. Um, so strangely enough, the the U.S. actually began working with the Taliban or Taliban um, to. Uh, you know, it's funny. We went to war with them for 20 fucking years. They just showed like stock footage for the last 17 of that. And in that time mm -hmm. period, nobody straightened out how to fucking pronounce it because we didn't care. And then 13 people die, and we're like, oh, God, well, you can't leave. Sorry, that you set well, me off so there. Weird, yeah, though, I don't know how to say it. It's, I don't know if it's Taliban or not, but what were you? you no, say. what I was going to say was it's so weird that, so even, I don't know if you listened to the Times podcast this morning, uh, the Daily, but when, when he asked the reporter, you know, are we at war with the Taliban? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the reporter kind of squirmed like he didn't he was, didn't have a good answer for that. Yeah, because strangely enough, we were at war with them like two weeks ago. And now we're working with them to get Americans out of the country like they're and to fight ISIS, ISIS, ISIS K. K. Yeah, right. But we'll get into um, ISIS K a little bit more. I don't want to jump ahead. So just a bizarre situation, man. We, get, we ended up, you know, getting a couple hundred thousand people, I want to say, out of Afghanistan. They were mostly I think 120, something like that. Yeah. yeah. They think it's down mostly, to hundreds that are left. Right. Mostly American citizens, but also people that worked with us uh, who were Afghanis, who worked with the, the U.S. military and had earned that status to, to come abroad or to come over. Um, so they, they kind of managed to work all that out and get it all done by the day before the deadline. Uh, because they were concerned about, uh, as you mentioned, the the ice. I mean, they technically attacks. left the day of the deadline, right? Like they're yeah. on the other side of the dateline. Yeah, they like, left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was. I woke up. I was like, it's twelve hours later. The oh, right, got it. Um, the the. So I'm gonna play this audio. This was um, kind of Biden addressing some of the. This was a speech he had today. Talking, I skipped a lot of stuff about it being the end of the war, blah, blah, blah. I just thought this was kind of relevant, especially with what you just said. Since okay. March, we reached out 19 times to Americans in Afghanistan with multiple warnings and offers to help them leave Afghanistan all the way back as far as March. After we started the evacuation 17 days ago, we did initial outreach and analysis and identified around 5,000 Americans who had decided earlier to stay in Afghanistan, but now wanted to leave. So, I mean, I mean, that was kind of my understanding. It was that, like, it wasn't a surprise to anyone that this was coming. I mean, two years ago, it was a year and a half ago, it was, it was announced that this would happen. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of these people are journalists. A lot of these people, um, I, I'm not sure why they want to stay. 
But they, well, some of them have dual citizenship. They're from there, but they yeah. also have American citizenship, right. et cetera. Yes. And they thought yes. they'd be safe, and now they don't. And it's like, well, okay, right. yeah. It was. I mean, I don't think we need to. You know, st- I mean, we talked about this two weeks ago. I, I still don't think that it's um, a reason to go past the deadline you were given. A day, a day, another week. Like, no, stop it. Like, that's what we've done for the last twenty years. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I liked about that speech that Biden gave today was he remained pretty defiant about like this was the right decision to leave. Yeah, uh, and and you know, I think I said that two weeks ago was you know he was the one guy that actually could follow through with that um, for lots of reasons. But, you know, Trump had wanted to do it. Uh, Obama had wanted to do it. Nobody did it until Biden got here and did it. And I, I'm I for one, I'm happy he's standing behind his, you know, he's saying, look, this is what we said we we're going to do this is what this is what we're doing. And I stand behind it. There's all kinds of rhetoric out there as to, you know, the exit could have been done better. It could have been handled better uh, that perhaps we, uh, shouldn't have set such a close deadline that perhaps we could have just left a small force there indefinitely and this wouldn't have all gone to shit. We don't, we, it's been 20 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, not to go over ground we've already covered on the show. No, no, but, but I mean, 20 fucking years. Yeah. Man. Like, what do you want? Like, I mean, they're, I mean they're, week, they're two weeks. Like, I don't know. Right. It's right. not going to get better. There are counter arguments like this. I mean, because people are saying that, you know, the, they shut down, um, where was Brewer Station at Bagram? They shut down Bagram, Bagram. Mm-hmm. what, in May? And I mean, perhaps, I, I think you probably should shut down your military base before a commercial airport when, you know, everyone in that country is swearing on a stack of Korans that, you know, they'll be able to defend <laughs> themselves when you leave, right? right? And begging you not to leave, because that was the other side of it, too, is they were like, if, you know, don't, if you leave, you're going to send the message that they should, you know, advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but here's here's the argument. Here's what's being... Um, here's what's being said by people. There's a, a Marine who, after this was posted, was relieved of duties because of these statements. Uh, he even says in his, in, in, I think it's in this video. If not, it's trimmed from it. He says, you know, I'll probably be fired for this, but he thinks it's the right thing to say. So here, here's the counter argument. Set because their senior leaders let them down and none of them are raising their hands and accepting accountability or saying we messed this up. Did any of you throw your rank on the table and say, hey, it's a bad idea to evacuate Bagram Airfield, the strategic air barriers, before we evacuate everyone? Did anyone do that? And when you didn't think to do that, did anyone raise their hand and say, we completely messed this up? I have been fighting for 17 years. I am willing to throw it all away to say to my senior leaders, I demand accountability. You know, clearly, you know, he knows more about being there than I do. I'm not trying to act like some sort of authority at being at war in that country. He says he's been there. He's been fighting for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he makes a lot of presumptions. You know, one of the things that's his main point is saying, didn't anybody put their medal on the table and say, you know, we're not, you know, you know, we're not going to do it this way. No, you just followed orders. Like, we actually don't know that that's exactly what happened. And according to Biden, he brought all the military leaders in and asked mm-hmm. what's the best way, most efficient way to leave a, a war theater, a theater of war. And this is the method that they chose with the inputs right. they had. Now mm-hmm. you play this all again with these new inputs, clearly you'd make a different choice, but we made the assumption that they were going to defend themselves based off what they told us they would do and our realistic, um, expectations of what they do right and then knowing that mm-hmm. if we didn't do that there's the counter consequence of re-escalation 
and right. creating, yeah, which Biden talked about in, again in his speech today. Like those were the options: like reescalate the war, um, or just stay there forever. Like, what's what are we going to do? So there's this former CIA official named Phil Mudd. Uh, I don't watch all your liberal propaganda networks, but he was on <laughs> CNN talking to uh, Jake Tapper. Uh, I didn't actually, I didn't know what he looked like. I've never seen his face. I don't watch CNN. I've watched him so I could get the audio for this clip. Well, you know, he must be a fetching fellow. He once dated Monica Lewinsky. That's true. But does he kind of look like Fred Armisen to you? A little bit. Yeah, actually. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Fred Armisen will I'm, have to play him in the movie. Before, Let's get that on the podcast <laughs> so that when they make a movie about this time period, because Jake Tepper will have to be in it. Uh, right, for okay. sure. All right, all right. Um, so this guy, Phil Mudd, not one of the names on the audio from the beginning of our uh, of the show from the school board meeting. Uh, right. Jake <laughs> Phil, Phil Mudd talking to Jake Tapper, explaining how this was, how it kind of had to be, you know, worst case probably of how it had to be, second worst. Correct. Yes, if you look at the characteristics, whether you're President Obama or whether you're President Trump, and I'm seeing on among my friends and on Twitter already today, critiques of what's happening. Let's look at characteristics. The Americans say they're going to get out. You could have bombed American uh, sort of military uh, posts before you got out to ensure that the Taliban couldn't access weapons and explosives. The Taliban then knows you're leaving. The Taliban's going to surge if they see that you're leaving. That happened in this circumstance. The Afghan National Army is going to see you're leaving. They're going to fold. That happened in this circumstance. As soon as you start leaving the airport, American citizens and people affiliated with the Americans are going to surge the airport because they know their throats are going to get slit by the Taliban. That's what's happening in the, the, this circumstance. And the biggest question, Jake, you're going to have to surge in the American military to get aircraft to take people out. And there's a big footprint and a big risk. You tell me whether you like Obama, whether you like Trump, whether you like Biden, you give me a better plan. I don't see it, Jake. And Kim. I mean, think about that. If you have a massive evacuation of a military airbase, air I mean, that's just... I mean, that's just begging for it. And apparently this ISIS-K was there the whole time. So you they said apparently. Fuck. Made it really far. <laughs> Through the whole Friday show, too. That's one for me. So I saw your eyebrows go up. Uh, that, you know, I mean, just imagine that that scene. I mean, it's, this ISIS-K group has been there this whole time. We just found out about them. More about that in a minute. Right. The, the, they would have just, I mean, you can't tell me they wouldn't have done the same thing with some, you know, shoulder-fired rockets into... I mean, this this is much better. I agree. I agree. This, there was, you know, this is horrible. Like, I'm not happy about this, right? Like, I don't mean to sound like a shill. The options here were were bad and worse. I, I guess mm. <laughs> bad, worse, and worse, more worse. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, we can and it will be debated for you know Fucking decades. Yeah, we got the rest not, of our life about this. I totally yeah. forgot. Damn it. Um, whether or not this was the best course of action. But ultimately, the one thing we can say is the U.S. is out of Afghanistan. Yep. And I think I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, on the way out, we this is kind of old news by the time anyone's heard this, but um, the, ant, the U.S. has anti-missile defense systems. Mm -hmm. And they intercepted. Yes. They said they intercepted up to five rockets. I believe uh, either two or three just completely went sideways like a non-SpaceX rocket. Did you see that rocket? There was some rocket company that's like a you know privately funded blah 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 that's not did, one of yeah. the big ones, and it just moved along the what the x the y axis <laughs> the yes. x axis just went completely lateral. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, where was I? Uh, oh, so so yeah, so I woke up to finding that news out. Um, 
the U.S. had targeted drone strikes using their new R-9X Hellfire missiles. Are you familiar with this missile? No, I'm actually surprised that you got so specific. I, I knew that they, there was a drone strike, but I I'm not aware of this. So this Hellfire is their favorite missile. new toy. The, did you see a picture of it? No, no. So it's um, it's like a fucking missile, but before it hits its, tar its target, it opens up. Um, the, the nose of it op uh, folds out like, I don't know, 10 long like samurai sword blades and the then, and it like threshes you as it hits you because it's like oh. it's rifled or something right like it's probably rotating as it's flying right it's Spinning, not yeah. rifled it's not how missiles work i don't fucking know as it hits its target it threshes the the target um the idea of that is to reduce collateral damage i suppose for some reason i guess it like expl it's less explodey more more stabby Okay. So we fired these R9X missiles at two ISIS K leaders in a car on their way to the air airport, I believe, to do more or that maybe that was the other one. There's a few of them. Um Oh no, that's it. They 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 found them on a road somewhere, right? They found them on a road somewhere and they have um drone footage or some other footage of them. Uh, loading the trunk of the vehicle with, with what they say are explosives. They don't know what the intended target was, if it was just going to be a car bomb or if they're going to use well, it. We're conflating for... two events. So when they killed, what I was talking about first was they killed the people responsible for the attack last week uh, at the airport. In the where, airport. Where 13 right. U.S. troops and 95 Afghans died. Uh, that that was the one that that they definitely killed with that health Hell, hellfire, hellfire missile. Okay. Um, their other one definitely didn't look out for um, oh, that's collateral damage. About. Yeah, the one you were talking about. Right. They're like, we saw them put something in their trunk. Pretty sure they were explosives. Mm. And you know, there's always the counter story, I suppose. But we're hearing that in this one, which is well, the reports are on the ground that the you know that they weren't ISIS fighters in the car. The driver wasn't an ISIS fighter, although the U.S. military says it was. And they won't um, and reveal their intel that tells that, that says that, which is reasonable, but sure, we'll never know. And there's also reporting that several civilians, including children, were were killed in the attack. And this as is collateral damage. this is just what we've been doing for the last twenty years. So that's just a reason to leave. <laughs> it's yet a better another reason to leave. Uh, yes, and, and 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 similarly, in that first attack from last week, afterwards, over the weekend, reports started coming out, verified by like BBC, that eyewitnesses claim that many of those shot on the scene at the airport attack were by Americans kind of shooting into a crowd almost. Whether it was that indiscriminate, I don't know. I don't, you know. Well, there's reporting that there were shooters on both sides. So yes. there, were, there, there were ISIS shooters that were firing into the crowd as well as perhaps American soldiers. That so were. if they were shooting back and not. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's a bad spot. That's to be really in. hard to, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a shitty situation to be in. It's hard to pass any sort of judgment on that. Yeah. Situation. But they shouldn't be there. Oh yeah. I mean, those, people are tools of a war machine i mean when they're in right. that uh, environment i mean they're not always that when they leave they're humans but you know sure. what i mean they're always humans jesus christ you understand what i meant though so i understand what you mean, yes. <laughs> so in all of this what is this isis k alan can you tell me anything about them uh they're a seems pretty convenient that everyone else knew that they were ex in existence and then all of a sudden when we're leaving we find out about this other group we have to care about so K stands for Coruscant. It's an area where they're from. And they're basically uh, former Taliban fighters who are uh, not happy with the direction of the current Taliban regime. Because they regime. were negotiating with the U.S.? 
Yeah, it's a far more um, extreme um, sort of side of, of that movement. Uh, they're far more prone to violence as most ISIS affiliates are or have been. Yeah. And so this this area, Khorasan, uh, is I guess there's a specific area of that, but then there's sort of like a greater Khorasan. And if you look at that on a map, it's a region that encompasses part of Afghanistan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan. And do you want to guess the last one, Alan? Well, I know it, but it, it's Iran. Iran. This yeah. is the this is the pivot that our Pentagon's wanted for our entire lifetime, Alan. Like they're just like, oh my God, are you telling me we're in Afghanistan and we're leaving? And an Iran adjacent ISIS faction is shooting at us. Ah, well, I guess we're just gonna yeah, we'll leave Afghanistan, but. What's happening right next door? I mean, pull up a map, Alan. It's a border. Like, it's right there. They're just like, we don't even oh, have to go amazing. very far. It's just right there. And Yeah, it's actually amazing if you look at it on a map. It's like the northwest corner of Afghanistan touches all those different areas. There's, you can draw a circle and hit all those countries, uh, which is pretty incredible if you haven't paid attention to mm -hmm. it previously. Uh, I, I hope you're wrong, but... Uh, history would seem to be on your side. I though. mean, now's a good time to remind you, I'm not going to find the audio, but there's uh, the interview with General Wesley Clark where he's saying uh, there was a five-year plan and there was a total of seven countries beginning with Iraq, then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, mm -hmm. and finishing off with Iran. Iran. Mm -hmm. And look at all those countries on that list. And you're like, wow, we've had wars in all of those countries. Fuck. <laughs> so they're just like, but what about Iran? I've got this list. Like if I get these all checked off, I get a free subway. <sighs> uh, if donald Rumsfeld right. was alive for this indeed let's Shall uh move on? yeah do you want to pivot over to on the other side of the globe the un's right. nuclear watchdog reported that north korea appears to have restarted a key nuclear reactor that would enable it to expand its nuclear weapon stockpile did you read this article yeah so basically they're seeing worrisome the, uh, right <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. They're seeing the coolant water uh, come out, which which seems to indicate that the plant is back in operation. And not only that, and they that have like another facility where that um, their spent nuclear material is like repurposed. And right. that facility is like showing signs that it's done a full batch of repurposing, which means they did a full first batch and then they've repurposed that. Like it's been going for a while. It's been going since like January or something, right? Yeah, they said uh, five months has probably been going. Okay. Uh, this is the facility at Pyongyang, which is their main facility. They, they have a five megawatt reactor there. Um, so, again, this was, you know, this had all been sort of, <laughs> there, there was a famous, um, you know, Trump uh, diplomatic attempts with, mm -hmm. with Kim Jong mm -hmm. uh, and saying, that, oh, we, we got this. We're good. And here we go. Apparently oh, we're not good. Well, they're, so they're, their whole chats they were having in 2017 right it, at one point what when it ultimately broke down it was it, what led to the breakdown was ill which one kim mr jong il Ill. okay yeah. he 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 the his proposal was to dismantle this reactor in return for sanction relief and that mm -hmm. was rejected by donald trump and then he, he walked away from there saying that he got cheap. wait what he likes really expensive whiskey, and the sanctions don't allow them to get all the whiskey. That, is that a <laughs> that thing? Was, that was just, oh. yeah, that's not really that's not really the thing. But that that is that's true. But that is that's true. Not about really, him. I, that and basketball imports, basketball yeah. player. Dennis imports. Rodman. Yes, dude. He's a huge fan of the '92 Bulls. 
I mean, who's not really? Yeah, yeah. But those t- those 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 uh, talks broke down over an agreement that would have had this facility broken down in exchange mm-hmm. for them to, you know, oh my God, we treat them like a fucking country that exists. Like, okay, hey, whatever. Like, hey, doesn't this sound familiar? Like, just what happened with Iran? <laughs> actually, it is exactly what happened with Iran. <laughs> He's really not good at making deals. Like I thought he would at least like I never was going to vote for him, but I thought he at least had like a shred of like what he says he I is. I mean, you'd think a guy that co-wrote the art of the deal. I know, that's some... what I'm yeah. yeah. Apparently not. Pa- oh, damn it. They were tied. I guess that'll be. You know what? We got to do something. One of us has to do something. The loser has to do something for on the weekend. I'll shave my head. No, you shave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not shaving my head. I'll get a mirror right above the toilet. Okay. You want to do this last story and we go to half? Yeah, sure. So, oh, there's not much of a headline here, but so so over the weekend, I believe it was the weekend, right? Well, first of all, listeners, that was a slight dig Alan gave at me, and I'm not going to let it go without bringing it up in front of the kids. Um, I put this list together that has all the headlines that we read. And <laughs> that he's, wasn't a dig at you. It was. Oh, well, this is not really much of a headline. I guess I'll just freestyle here. <laughs> I'll save the show. That's how he treats me off air. Yeah, totally. I'm such a dick in real life. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so there were Antifa protests in Portland, as there have been ongoing for the last many, many multiple months. And the Proud Boys um, were going into Portland to um, counter-protest the Antifa protests, okay. I guess you could say. And the chief of police came out and said, uh, look, we're not going to get involved in this. You guys are on your own. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but this is basically what he said, is that um, the police were not going to be involved and uh, that they didn't want the Proud Boys to come, but they weren't going to do anything about it. What followed was... Would they have done that if it was Antifa? See, I don't... That's, the only reason I say that is because one of these sides specifically says they hate the cops and the other side specifically says... They love the cops, so like it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not surprising to me that they seemed to have chosen that this will be the time that they stand down. I uh, I don't know, man. Portland has made a lot of bizarre choices <laughs> in sure. how to deal with these protests over the last okay. six to twelve months. Um, some of the stuff that's happened there has just been like, what? What are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Um, even as a progressive liberal it's like wait what what are you doing um so the proud boys came in of course there were clashes there was violence at one point there was even um open fire between members of antifa and the proud boys um there was uh proud boys pulling people out of vehicles and then like uh turning the vehicles over and you know damaging them and spray painting stuff on them fuck fuck around and find out or fafo um just a whole bunch you of know, stuff. All the slang. Yeah. Meanwhile, the police just kind of stood back and watched. Uh, they did go in after the shooting incident and attempted to collect some evidence, but apparently, God damn it. <laughs> oh, you've got the lead. <laughs> but it seems that the some of the bullet casings were or the bullets were actually removed from the scene before they could get there, Whoa. so they were able to obtain the evidence. Um Clever. Yeah, it's just it's pretty wild, man. I uh, it, so there's actually there's actually video footage of one of the Antifa members kind of yelling at the cops and being like, "What? You guys are just going to stand there and not do anything?" And he said, and the cop said, "Look, I'm just a policeman. I I'm not the chief of police." In other words, saying oh, we were told to, 
we were told to do this. And so it's not on us. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, Portland is almost a whole different planet. Yeah, I know. I like, I don't know. know. What's going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I know where my feet are when I talk about it. I Same. got a friend that lives <laughs> there and I like to ask him, like, so what? And every time I talk to him, he's like, I don't know. Like, it's always headlines, but meanwhile, you know, mutual aid groups are doing their best they can for their well, like, fellow citizens. Like, I think like literally, it's just, like getting food to people that need help and water out and stuff. Like, that's the average person. I think for most average people that live in Portland, they're probably just not engaging. They're just kind of, you know, staying to themselves, mm-hmm. maybe not going to the areas where these things are happening. Um, but there is a, a fringe segment of the population that's become quite violent, quite willing to. And how much of this um, is tourism? Some, By, like, you know, uh, uh, culture war tourism. Definitely. Well, the, I mean, the Proud Boys, I don't think any of them are from, from there. there. All... Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you don't have to be far from po- Portland to be that. No, like, oh, not at all. I've been to Oregon. Oregon's a, yeah, Oregon can be a little out there. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of those small towns. In, in every direction. Definitely. Yeah. In terms of definitely. politics. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, do you want to do a DAQ before we go to half? Yes. I got a lot of them. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Do you think you'd be able to, uh, this is from listener Christian. Do you think you'd be able to, as soon as he sent me this, I was like, I don't know my answer to it, but it's going to go on this week's show. Do you think you'd be cool. able to recognize Dave Matthews in public because of the weird faces he makes when he plays music? <laughs> I don't think I would. I've probably met a Dave Matthews question. a handful of times. He'd have to be like, like holy in a fart or something for you to actually recognize. Like, oh yeah. Like, oh, that's Dave Matthews. <laughs> I would like my favorite Dave Matthews band story is the time that their tour bus just like decided to dump all of their the um, anniversary of that was recently. Yeah, they dumped their tank of uh, their septic or their yeah their, their, their toilet uh, yeah from the tour just, bus just over. In, it was one of those graded Chicago uh, bridges, yeah. and so yeah. all, it went through the grates and landed on a tour uh, boat underneath. Yes, yeah, that's a great. That's my story. favorite DMB story. Yeah. Yes. It's way better than any of their music. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. It's, you know what? I can listen to that story every day. Yes. Couldn't say the same. On repeat. Yeah. Well, you want to go to break? Let's. All right, man. Uh, I'm going to go get a beer. You drive safe. Cheers. Cheers. God bless. This is the B-side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again And we are back. I'm going to open this on mic, okay? We'll see it first. Ah, Stardust. Okay. That way, if it ever gets out here, I know what I'm looking for. Yeah, Bogville. It's a mosaic in Idaho. It's like a 7.2. So a little little high on the ABD, but it's fucking great beer. Oh, did you hear that? Fuck, I kind of did it off mic a little bit. God damn it. I saw you do that. I was like, you just said you're going to open that on mic. I know. I got distracted <laughs> by my own story. Mm. These things happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Oh, ah. that's a beautiful fucking hazy. 
Nice. Look at this thing. So I try not to drop it on my laptop. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is nice. It's juicy looking. It's juicy. Juicy, baby. Well, we want to come back from half of the quick question? Yeah. Yeah, let's. Um, over the years, do you have any association between the flavor of coffee and toothpaste? No. Why? That's why. Do you brush your teeth in the morning? Sure. I was the most, like, I don't know when this happened, but, like, recently... Like I was brushing my teeth and I was like, this reminds me of coffee. I was like, mm, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> You're far more of an avid coffee drinker than I am though. Yeah. Like, like I'll have daily, some coffee right? when I wake. Oh, I make cold brew every coffee. night. Yeah. 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 yeah I drink a lot. Like you I take might a thermos have a headache to work. today. From, yeah. I take a thermos to work. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I might have a coffee. I, I might have a coffee headache right now from not have had mm-hmm. enough this, this today, mm. this today. I'm fine. I'm not. It's a fun. I'm a fun. It's a functioning addiction. I don't. Sure. Look, I don't need help right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. No, not, no judgment here. Yeah. No, none taken, bro. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, but I, I've actually kind of. I, I don't drink as much coffee. I used to drink coffee like crazy. And I don't know what happened or why I stopped. I just kind of said that it's too much. I'm too <laughs> reliant on it. Mm. So I, I don't drink that much coffee anymore. I drink a lot of tea. I, I, as uh, much as I said everything I just said, I don't feel like yeah. I'm reliant on it. Like I just, it's, it's. I was just about to say things that would sound like someone that's reliant on it. I was like, <laughs> I just need it when I wake up, and if I'm gonna go to work without it, it would be harder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess yeah. I yeah. Uh, well, you're giving me anxiety, so I'm gonna smoke my weed pen. Um, before I do that. <laughs> A secret yes. FBI watch list was leaked online, which included 1.9 million records and was left exposed to uh, exposed online for three weeks, according to the researchers who found it. This is from a Gizmodo uh, mm-hmm. article. Uh, I don't know if this was recent. Had to have been recent. So yeah, about, recent. Yeah, about, about almost 2 million records. Um, it's basically their no-fly list status. Full name, citizenship, genders, passport numbers, and everything. That's pretty wild, man. Um, do you I think know the more most about wild, that? I think the most wild thing about it is just that it was out there for three weeks just chilling. The guy that found it actually sent a message to the FBI and was like, hey, by the way, this is out here. And it still stayed out there for three fucking weeks before they took it down. So clearly, like anybody that wanted to find it could have found it. And it was it on wasn't... like searchable hacker sites, yep. right? And yeah. what does that mean? So there are there are search engines that are that are specific to sort of the more like dark web. Um, and so but but it wasn't like this was encrypted or like you had to find a, a password on some dark website to open it. It was just out there like anybody could look at it. And what do they this, do on those the no- websites? They just type in no fly list and double check their names. <laughs> I, have, I don't know what they type in on those okay. websites, but I will say, so the no fly lists have been notoriously like sort of arbitrary. The people that find mm-hmm. themselves on them often have no clue why they're on them. And it's super hard once you're on this list to get off of it. Um, I think there's actually an, an incident where an individual sued the, um, the FBI for being on the no yeah. fly list. Yeah, they said he was part of Hezbollah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and and I don't think it worked. Nine... It was like, yeah, tough shit, man. How do we? That's something yeah. a terrorist would do. First, you'd <laughs> sue the government, ter- just like a terrorist. One point nine million people is a lot of fucking people. Yeah, man. They sure think a lot of us are terrorists. 
I mean, we might be on that list for fuck's sake. I don't know. I mean, I don't fly very often. Oh, that'd be such a blessing. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Oh, you would love plan. that. Yeah, I can't. I'm on the no fly list. Yeah. My bad. Like, <sighs> I can't. Can I? Sorry, can't come to your wedding. <sighs> Otherwise, what? Just take boats to places. Like, if it's yeah, this sounds like a good greyhound. Plan. Yeah, greyhound, greyhound buses. Okay. <laughs> take an Uber. That's so less safe. A really, really long Uber. Yeah. Dude, I saw, I know we're going to get to the fire situation later, but I saw Lyft. There was somebody was posted a picture of Lyft, um, how much it was costing to get a Lyft in Tahoe right now. And it was like $1,400. Yeah, that's, that's reasonable. I mean, someone's <laughs> going to, I mean, Jesus, how much would you have, how much would someone have to pay you if you pick them up from Tahoe? Cause you're, I suppose that is, that is a, a functional market is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just. Yeah, it kind of blew my mind. Anyways, well, wait, we'll I mean, it would be cool if those drivers were like, hey, Lyft, I need to charge this person 1500 Can you do it for free for them and pay me? Like, that right. would be reasonable. But like, that would be, yes. I mean, you're going out of your way to do that. People would people made fun of people that went from Texas to Hurricane Katrina and sold waters for like a dollar. And it was like, they sold them for like a dollar to people that had yeah, money. Yeah, I remember that. After they, after they packed up water put it on their trucks and drove to another state to a place where the water was turned off. Like this was a good thing. And they're like, no, you charged a dollar. It's like, if I could have charged $10. Like this, these people had no money like or no water. Like, you know, I could have charged a lot more if I was trying to turn a profit. Like mm -hmm. uh, you don't agree. You don't buy me on that one, huh? Uh, you buy, you I, think have, I have to. I also think that in situations like that, if you're going to be a humanitarian, just be a humanitarian. <laughs> and like yeah if, if you if if that's something you want to do yeah i tend to agree with you i think that's a better yeah. attitude to have but i'm right. not going to criticize them i mean again like they weren't sell they weren't like gouging they weren't actors. gouging people yeah, yeah. yeah uh speaking of sleazy actors <laughs> see this thing the the ftc filed an amended antitrust lawsuit against facebook um i i remember they're, they just got dismissed, I feel like, recently. So they were like, here, we worded it better. Uh, in this exactly. one, they alleged that Facebook maintained its dominance through an illegal, and this is in quote, buy or bury scheme after failing to innovate. So they basically, they're just like dick on the table. Like, you guys stopped making cool shit. And then you had this <laughs> scheme called a buy or bury, which Alan's going to have to tell me what that is in a second. Uh, Facebook mm -hmm. has until October 4th to respond. So they're going to go find another dick. <laughs> so, so first of all, you are correct. So thank you. Initially there, there was an initial, uh, antitrust lawsuit that was filed and the court said, uh, look, this isn't specific enough. Uh, however, if you want to make it more, oh, that's specific, right. I remember you saying it like that. They're like, hint, yeah. hint guys on the same <laughs> side as us. Maybe if you said this better, that's like when the teacher likes you and is like, I think you put C but this, oh, you know what it is? You thought Scantron only went to D. It goes to E. Move everything over one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So the buyer berry scheme is essentially you buy a company that's a competitor or that's coming up as a competitor uh, and incorporate them into your company or you bury them. In other words, you destroy them uh, however, in any way that you can. So for instance, Facebook bought Instagram. Facebook bought WhatsApp. Uh, those are examples of the buy side. The bury side, we probably won't see because they buried them. But did they uh, buy them <laughs> to bury them? 
No, they bought them to because they realized that they no. were a potential threat to their dominance in the space. Uh-huh. And so as opposed to... Wait, wait, the, on know, the ones that they buried, how do they go about burying them? They acquire them and then bury them? Sometimes they acquire and bury. Sometimes they bury them by... Uh, persuading uh venture capitalists not to invest in them i see uh things like that right i see um so what the lawsuit is saying is instead of innovating in an attempt to compete against these companies you either bought them like you bought instagram and bought whatsapp or you buried them and they're being very specific about in this in this lawsuit they're being very specific about what they're saying facebook is which is actually kind of important what are they saying so they're saying that that Facebook is is a social media platform, and even though it does all these other things, it's social media that is the actual main function okay. of it. And so that everything else that they've is done the, is a way to be profitable at being social media, but it's thing right. that it is is social media. Okay, and that is the space that they're attempting to monopolize, and essentially they have done so in that there is no competitor to them. The closest thing that still exists that they haven't bought or buried. <laughs> is Snapchat. Um, and even that's kind of a, a different style of platform. So they actually specify that uh, that a platform like TikTok is not the same as Facebook in that the, the social networking aspect of it really isn't there. What's the point um, of doing this, though? Like, um, I mean, it those companies that they somehow buried, uh, I mean, it, it, it took their effort to do so. And I, I mean, I think that's sleazy, but like, I feel like I don't feel like monopolies are always a bad thing when mm-hmm. the point is the customer is when, when you have a market, I don't necessarily feel like monopolies are a bad thing. I don't trust government's response to label things as monopolies and spend 20 years fighting them. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. that entire sector's changed, and now you've put this company out of business. It's like, I don't know, man. I feel like other stuff, like, you know, things break through barriers anyways. Like you like you were starting to say about TikTok, right? Like, it's different. It exists mm-hmm. within its, but it's not, they don't, they haven't monopolized that entire sector. Like, I mean, I don't know. You're saying, you're saying TikTok's a different thing? Yes, and that's what the FTC is actually saying. I don't feel lawsuit. like it's a different thing. I think that the it's social media just because the social media has changed doesn't mean that I mean because that's that's what I just said like markets uh, evolve I don't know like the environment of a market changes over time right and perhaps Facebook is less fit in that new market so why waste all your time trying to put them out of business when things are moving on without them anyways because that's what you saw from the Bell companies by the time they broke them apart that's what you mm-hmm. saw from like Standard Oil. Like I, these, like things were moving on. Well, I think that we can separate whether or not we think this is a good thing, and still say that this is the FTC doing what the FTC does. Right? That's the that's the whole point of their existence is to uh, prevent unfair monopolies. Not the whole point, but a large part of it. Right? Um, so we can you can say that you know that you think that summarily that. Facebook being a monopoly is not a bad thing and that there still will be innovations and the market will still react to the consumer. Yeah. Um, that's, in a, in wow. a positive How'd way. How'd you say that so concisely? <laughs> I mean, you can say that, but uh, so the FTC doesn't, they don't care, right? That's <laughs> they're just, their job, their job is to say that you're 
unfairly creating a monopoly here. Let me just read a couple things from this article I thought were interesting. Um, so, uh, so they're saying that Facebook and Instagram can serve multiple functions, raising the possibility that some of the metrics are in fact reflecting use of Facebook as a photo sharing service, a messaging platform, or other non-social purpose. But what they're saying is that even if you took out half of the sort of eyeballs on the site um, that are created by all those services, so uh -huh. you take away 50% of their people that spend time on their website, they would still have a dominant share. For now. So, but that's right. just like people's preferences change, though. Like we'll get tired of that. You're saying after that still? So they, they also cite the, the Cambridge Analytica debacle, which uh -huh. I think we covered on the show previously. And they say, quote, Facebook's ability to harm users by decreasing product quality without losing significant user engagement indicates that Facebook has market power. In other words, they're saying that, look, they can even have this huge scandal where all of your data was used to sort of subvert you and not lose any eyeballs on the site, not lose any of their ad revenue. And just based on that, they clearly have more market power than they should. That's I just have saying. more faith. Okay, so I think the avenue that they're going down to have this company change and, you know, because they don't agree with them morally, that was, mm -hmm. that, that was hard for me. Um, it, <laughs> I, I think that, I think that's a... A fine way to go about getting change done. I don't agree. I don't agree with that being the best method to use. I still fall back on exit voice and loyalty. I don't see how this would be anything better than exit voice and loyalty would do. Uh, people like me and you, I mean, we, we stop using that platform because right. of these things, you know? Yes. And the more I open that app, the more I just go, God, you bring nothing to my life. Like <laughs> why know, and nothing it. that the FTC is going to do is going to change that is going to change right. their behaviors more than the feedback of us choosing to exit or hearing our voice about saying, we don't like this thing that that platform's doing. Like they, they don't want to be out of business. Right. I agree. I mean, I, so I think it's interesting the way that they worded this, and I think yeah. they kind of did do what the courts were asking them to do as sure. far as being yeah, more they specific. Went, yeah, they did. Go, this is an A-plus compared to that last right. one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they went pretty hard. We'll <clears throat> see. I, I'm sure, you know, Facebook's got a fucking army of lawyers, um, so I'm sure I, they're going to come up with some witty retort. I but. think the part that set me off was the whole after failing to innovate thing. And it's like, well, this is a dick thing for like the government to be saying to a private company, like, look, man, <laughs> you stop making cool shit and you're still just like trying to be top dog. And like, we think that sucks. I mean, that's another way of saying it, right? Yes. And I love the way you just said that. All right, cool. <laughs> you stop making cool shit. Like what the fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> like first Apple, now you. Right? The fuck? Apple's going to drop that car and everyone's going to be like, no, we don't care anymore. Like, sorry, you don't get to charge. Because they're going to charge like $80,000 for that car, right? $100,000. Easily. Yeah. More than that, I yeah. would guess. Yeah. 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 It is cool looking. You've seen it? The prototypes, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, do you want to do this next one? Sure. Or did I? Uh, it China. Matter. None of this matters. Uh, is it mine? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> China passed a sweeping new data protection law that will establish strict rules on how private companies collect and manage user data, marking the latest in a crackdown on the technology sector. I, um, I felt like this was news that just piggybacked on top of other news and other news. And oddly enough, like kids are only allowed to have three hours a week of video games and only Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and sometimes holidays. That is so weird. I didn't know. I dude, had not seen that before. That was, by the way, a reduction from another mandate. Like It was like it used to be three hours a day 
or something like that. Like they used to get two more hours a week, something. I don't know. Like it was already yeah. bad. Like how the fuck do they do that? I thought that they would want to lead the world in esports. I like, would think that's so. Not yeah, work for them. Maybe well, you get a special dispensation if you're on an esports team. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll. Uh, yeah. No, but they've they've cracked down on a number of companies. In fact, I, I can't think of the names of the companies right now. But companies that like recently had IPOs in the mm-hmm. Chinese stock market. Mm-hmm. Where China just came out like and said, uh, "Yeah, we're not cool with what you're doing anymore, so we're going to shut you down." Yeah, um, like a guy. I heard a news article on one of my podcasts about a, a mm-hmm. CEO of a company made a tweet with a poem that was basically contradictory to like an old emperor in the po- that was like the contents of the poem, and mm-hmm. they and somehow that like the market reacted to that to the effect of like a. Fifty-four billion dollar loss for the company because people were like, mm, "Don't need to be affiliated with this anymore." You just pissed off the king. A fifty-four billion dollar billion, tweet. Jesus, and it's a company that's, we can't name. Right, that's right. wild, right? That's pretty. It's pretty fucking wow. wild. I, China continues to do stuff like this though, while attempting to lead the world mm-hmm. in technology, technological innovation. Which is like, I don't know how you're not gonna be able to do both of those things. It like, doesn't seem like it, but I mean, as long as the whole world has things made there and gives them their pat, like, hey, don't copy this, but this is what we need <laughs> you to make. Like, right. I mean, they kind of have a backdoor into everything. Hey, uh, speaking of backdoor. Very- oh. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I don't, have, I don't have anything that we don't, we cut oh. the OnlyFans topic out of this week's show. <laughs> we what, did, what, were you, what were you gonna say? I was going to say it's like they don't believe in intellectual property at all. Yeah, which, yeah, again, <laughs> fine. Make it here, though. They, it, like, it shouldn't be so cheap to make things. They rely on slave labor. If this everything costs the same, yeah, it'd be more here. But, you know, maybe you wouldn't ship all your shit there and then ship everything back and act like that's efficient. Like, that's right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, you know. Um, do you want to, I, okay, I'll set up this last one since I didn't put a fucking headline on this one either, Alan, and then you actually know more about it anyway, so I'll let you kind of lead, but here's the headline. The Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory announced a key achievement in fusion research last week. Uh, I, it's hard for me to describe what happened. I know that they like almost got to the ignition phase in, 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 um, in fusion, but I, I don't. I don't understand how significant it is. It feels like this kind of got more hype in the science community than it deserved, but it is, as he says at one point, he says we had a Kitty Hawk moment and in reference to the Wright brothers. And then he's like, it just left the ground for a second. It's not like we flew. It's like, okay, well, I don't know. It's either Kitty Hawk or it's not. Yeah. Hot takes here. Hot takes here. Hot Wright (laughs) brothers takes. They were they were bicycle guys that came to the U.S. government asking for the equivalent of like a few million dollars today. And they said we've got an idea, and the government said nope. And instead, the government spent all that money on something called the uh, something drone. And Alan, it didn't fly. That's why the Wright brothers were first in flight. Was it a palindrome? No, no, that no, no. Uh- <laughs> it was a portmanteau. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So this is nuclear fusion, which is the lesser known and opposite reaction to nuclear fission. It was funny when I read this because I remember as a kid, like, I want to say, uh, like, I don't know, 11, 12 years old, when I was in this phase where I would just go to the library and check out books yeah. and just read them yeah. and not understand anything I was reading. But just, <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. But read it anyways. Yeah. Always uh, science I, stuff though, fusion, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Nuclear fusion was such a huge thing back in the day, but it was mostly thought of as sort of like a... Uh, like a holy grail? Well, like a thing that would never actually work, and the people that were actually trying to make it work were kind of like... Just they were kind of rogue scientists almost right it was it was future science and we weren't close yet and you know the incremental steps that led to that hadn't yet happened right right and i think i remember you know a lot of i think sort of more mainstream scientists were like why even bother that's not even gonna think that's that's never gonna work um but some things take more than one generation to be birthed and you have to have those initial stage people i just shit on this movie Do you remember the the Val Kilmer movie? Uh, the the Saint? Saint? Yeah, but that was Cold Fusion. <laughs> okay. This is still not Cold Fusion. That will know, never happen not. and is not possible. I'm I okay know, with that one. I'm very skeptical. Okay, so what they were able to do was produce 1.3 megajoules of energy. That's uh, like that's that thing lot. you vape? Exactly. I have a exactly. megajoule. It's a megajoule. Right very, oh, very nice. I can hear it on mic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, they focused a laser on to a target the size of a BB, which resulted in a hot spot the diameter of a human hair, generating more than 10 quadrillion watts of fusion power oh. for 100 trillionths of a second. And they probably That's rounded not, it up. I'm sure they ran like it Like, it's up. 93. Yeah. Just, dude, just call that 100. Just call it 100 yeah. trillion. It's fine. Um, so ignition is a tipping point in the fusion process where the fusion heats itself and overwhelms all the cooling losses that can occur. So like, so, it's, so the heat's always radiating off from it, but it's so hot that it's like the sun, like it's compacting on itself almost, but it's not compacting. exactly. This is the force of a laser causing that heat. Right. And so once that, once you start that process, it's supposed to just, it's like, like the, a chain the, reaction. Yeah. It's the bird that's always drinking the water. <laughs> right. It just yeah. keeps, <laughs> yeah. Or those balls, it just continues where the balls on. in the middle don't do anything. Right. So if you could figure out a way to actually make this happen and make it a continuous cycle, the amount of energy that you could produce and that would be just incredible. So the, um, the idea right now is it takes an uh, incredible amount of energy via laser to start to the there. process. And they right. still haven't gotten can't. over the hump, but they got to the point where it's like the engine's starting to turn, kind of, but you know it still can't. Exactly. Like the battery's For a hundred trillionth of a second, the engine turned. So is this proof of concept that if they have a strong enough laser, they could have done it? Or, I feel like wait, it is. Hold on. What happens when that? Do they have a plan for if like? Because if it starts into ignition, then it just grows and grows and grows. You know. So when they when they built the the LHC, the Large Hadron Collider, Large Hadron Collider, uh, they had to they had to get it cleared by the local um, governments, right? And they actually had to address the potential of uh, creating a black hole. I remember this. Yeah. No, there's a whole group of people that think that uh, we're living in the post in the future post that. And that's the excuse for the Mandela effect. Right. Right. So, I mean, this is a this is a very small step forward for a man. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows where it could be? You know, a few decades from now. Okay. Maybe maybe I. Maybe AI can figure it out. You know, actually, you're right. Like, AI. look, we got this far, and they just go like, "Oh, your lasers are all wrong here." Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, oh, you wanna, that was a fun story. Do you want to get into these climate topics? Because oh, let's get serious. Let's get serious. No more, no more of those. <clears throat> yeah. So California evacuated the entire city of South Lake Tahoe Monday, as the Caldor fire, uh, Caldor fire has now. Uh, encroached upon the popular resort town the evacuation some of them are mandatory some are just suggestions at least oh really that's the most that's the most recent i, th- you know, I thought I about that when i heard this in the hurricane it's like how do how do evacuations work and how come 
like don't tread on me people aren't you know but the people do always stay right like it's never actually mandatory mandatory right I think that sometimes it's pretty close to as mandatory as you can get and people still ignore them. And then what's going to like, nobody's going to really force people uh-huh. to leave. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I don't, you sent me a, that's picture. a good lesson. Saw, that's a good lesson for the vaccine. People that are like, Oh, you're going to put a gun to our heads. Like probably not like very probably. probably not. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I, I mean, you sent me a picture. That. I saw anybody's that's looked at some of the, the pictures that are out there online. I, I sent you that post from uh, one of the local news reporters here yeah. in the Bay area. Who was covered a number of fires? It's it's scary shit, man. One hundred sixty-eight thousand um, acres, thirteen percent contained mm-hmm. only. Meanwhile, that one from that Dixie Normus fires, forty percent contained. It's been two weeks, Alan. They went up like six percent. Dude, That's, that fire's been burning for a month and a half, and it's like up over here on the map, and then this one's like right here, right you know, for the podcast. This is, a, this is an audio medium, yeah. so that doesn't really not at all. <laughs> but the whole Northern California has some big fucking fires, man it's it's not good so it's, when uh, i used to live there people would be like hey i heard there's a fire 300 miles away from you like are you okay mm-hmm. and i was annoyed by that am i being that mm-hmm. or is it like worse than before right now i mean there's still no um, imminent danger for most people in the bay area um this is you know confined to areas that are mostly very uh you know in the in the woods in the mountains et does cetera. this feel worse um, than the other really bad years we've had recently yes it does Fuck. Um, and, and the air quality has been pretty bad. Um, today wasn't too bad, but the air quality throughout has been pretty bad. Actually, one of the things that was nice about being up in, in Santa Rosa last week was that their air quality was much better than it was down here in the Bay Area. Because um, you're I don't just know closer why. to the coast. Exactly. You get all that wind. Everything's coming Probably. down from Alaska and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice to actually see some blue skies. But yeah, man, it's just it feels oppressive and sort of like it just sucks man to walk outside and it's you know you can't even the sun's all red and you can't even see the sky it's, yeah. it's pretty rough yeah um obviously not as rough as it would be to you know potentially be losing your home yeah and um, it's happened i mean it's happening and i mean they, they didn't evacuate those people for no reason houses are burning right like i haven't heard a lot yeah. about structures yet but yeah so that south lake tahoe is a pretty Jeez. big city actually that's like i mean if, heavenly's there and stuff right 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 uh, there's there. I saw a video of they're using the uh, you know the machines I they use to that. make yeah, uh, snow artificial makers, snow just using the water yeah. on it, trying to spray it up in the air, kind of, and onto the trees and everything around the resort. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, hopefully, it it doesn't actually hit the city. We that take a be, week and I mean, a half off, and loss. this happened. Like that's just insane right? to me that it's happened this quickly. Not that it's about us. I'm saying that like it, I just can't believe it happened so fast moves so fast yeah yeah i mean it's fast moving as well there's a hurricane that hit louisiana sunday morning uh, at the time it landed it was a category four storm uh winds up to 150 which is pretty amazing do you know what makes a category five i do not 157 mile hour winds so this is wow. seven miles below being a category five um hmm. yeah so i guess tied with the fifth strongest to hit the u.s mainland Ida was downgraded to Tropical Storm Monday after leaving over a million people without power in Louisiana. A little personally for me, Middle Tennessee is under a flash flood warning, uh, flash flood watch through 1 a.m. Wednesday, tomorrow morning. It's been raining all day today. I was watching the rain go, and it was just going sideways, and then it was going sideways the other direction. I was like, oh, that's angry. That's just angry. Yeah, no, I saw some some video and pictures from Tennessee. It looked pretty rough. 
Um, yeah, like a whole house floating away down a river. I mean, this right. comes after last week. So again, you, you, you know, Alan wasn't here, so <laughs> probably blame him. There was a flood sure. in this town called Waverly. Um, you know, it, it rains pretty hard here. It's part of why it's so green and nice. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's not a, it's not usually very oppressive. You know, it's, it rains and it stops and it's sunny. Uh, and then maybe you'll get a stretch of bad weather, but for the most part, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of nice when it rains as long as you're not like stuck in a horrible down downpour. Um, but it's impressive when it rains too, sometimes, uh, especially with the thunderstorms, we talked about them, but this, th- this storm was so odd. Uh, the one that hit Waverly last Saturday, uh, I mean, it rained nonstop that day here. Um, it, maybe starting like, like noon, it just never stopped through the night and it was raining pretty hard, but it wasn't that exceptional. The thing was, Storms usually pass by and it just stayed put. It just rained and rained and rained. 17 inches. uh, The previous single day record in the state was 14. Uh, 20 people died. At first they said 22. So I guess they didn't die. I don't know. Maybe they had COVID and they're like, don't worry about it. We'll put them on the COVID stats. That's a bad joke. Uh, I can't cut that out. No, I can't. The bunch of people missing um just just a tragedy and you know that's a lot of fucking rain dude the that's insane amount of rain the there was a school there i saw an interview with a teacher where she was just like yeah if this happened during the day i wouldn't have had any way of like doing it you know it's a good thing these people were at home and they were able to like be with their families and get out right but if i was in charge of like 30 fucking six-year-olds like i don't know what i'd do or 36-year-olds you don't want to be in charge of 36-year-olds either (laughs) right yeah that's uh, um in 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 contrast this storm is moving quickly today you know we're getting bands of heavy rain and then it goes by as the arms of the hurricane or it's a tropical depression now uh just kind of wave through but ida hitting louisiana i believe sunday was the 15 year anniversary of katrina it's like the same fucking day right yeah yeah which is pretty wild in itself yeah um yeah the pictures you see coming out of there are just insane again Mm mm-hmm yeah, and so. Mississippi too. Yeah, yep. Everybody getting hit. Well, so that's that's an ongoing thing. So I mean, there's still millions of people without power. Uh, it's hot. It's humid. Uh, you know, some of these people are trying, like, surviving in their attics or on top of their roofs. Um, it's it's a bad situation all around. Um, yeah. Well, let's do a little bit of a palate cleanser and get into our movies we've been watching this week. Do you, sure. uh, let me see. I got a question. Um, I don't know if I can defend this one. I got to be sharp of mind here. Mm. Is porn real? What do you, what do you mean? Well, let's hear your answer first. Like is porn real? I I mean, I, <laughs> I hate to be a, a Clinton lawyer here, but uh-huh. you have to define real. Well, that's actually where I'm going with this is like, <laughs> okay. they've. it's kind of on record that, they're, that the people that would call porn porn are unable to define it. And like, isn't porn just sex or something that's like sexual that you're, that somebody's consuming? And if that's your definition, isn't it just sex? Like, I, I mean, I think that's, I don't think that's sex and reproduction but i'm just saying like (laughs) is porn real or have we just lived in a world where we've been told that like when people are fucking and it's on a video like there's sex happening that people are a part of or there's sex happening that people are observing but porn isn't real i kind of like this idea 
I, it was it came across my came so to speak came across my face <laughs> while I was thinking about these OnlyFans articles. Uh huh. I think I think porn is performance art, um, the same way that any other sort of performance art is, in that it's not. So what you see on the screen is not in any way connected oh. to what a real sexual yeah, sexual relationship sure. looks like. I, I get that, uh, but but oh wait, hold on. So are a lot so, of sexual I mean, again, relationships. Again, we're trying to find real. <laughs> but so are a lot of sexual relationships. I mean, there are countless couples sure. that are like, we hate each other. We just fuck. We don't even do this for any reason other than like slapping genitals. It feels good. Like, yeah. Right. Like, right. And I don't know. Like, I, I think, like, I, I go back to the dumb question then, like, is porn even real then? Or have we just always lived in a world where somebody told you that, you know, porn is a thing and it's bad and it's morality? So if it's not real, then what is it? It's what you said. It's like performance art sex. Oh, okay. So I'm agreeing with you by yeah. saying it's performance art. Yeah. Then I'm fine with that. Yes. Yeah. Porn isn't real. It's performance art. Yeah. That's just like, um, like, a, like a name of a sin. Mm, okay. Which is based on, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Arbitrary means. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we got to the bottom. I think of that we solved one. that yeah, one. I was worried about that one. All right. Well, what'd you watch this week? Okay, so the show you talked about on the uh, a brand new cherry soda, brand new cherry flavor. Holy shit! Dude. <laughs> uh, in fact, I actually had some, my friends watch some of this uh, on vacation, up to the part with the uh, side thing that happened. Um, you know Rock, what I'm talking the about rocket that launched sideways. No, no. Uh, well, wait. I when don't want to spoil anything, so be, right. tread lightly. Mm. There's a thing that happens when she decides... Oh, yeah, the side thing. Yeah. Can uh, I say... I think it's related to our last topic. Was that porn? It... Actually, that's when that crossed my mind. Really? Uh, yeah, we're not going to spoil anything. I, that's all. That's all. I watched that happen, and I was like, so that made it by the censors. But like, if this was the different type of penetration, you'd be like that's sex and you can't do that but like this is fine like that's a joke is porn real that's literally what that where that thought came okay from. yeah okay it wasn't only flans i was surprised how all in he goes yeah uh, well stop it okay yeah all right i uh, was impressed thing, too but by, by the way i think i uh i think i swear came. i watched a movie oh. and i can't remember what the fuck it was i had so much happen last week that i don't even I, so the yeah only, i know thing i, I can't watched, remember half of what i fucking watched man yeah um, i'm glad so you said buddy, that one or i would have forgotten it <laughs> great show it's My on buddy, h netflix it's on netflix. netflix so we all have it it's on netflix yeah uh so this show is also on netflix it's called i think you should leave you and just my got buddy, onto this yeah you've already there's hot you, takes on this show. i haven't talked about it here there's hot opinions on this show so either people really love it or they hate it or they strongly don't get it not just kind of don't get it <laughs> my buddy andrew uh, who came up with us was like hey dude you should check this out so we actually watched both seasons. They're really short. They're like 15, mm -hmm, 20 minute mm -hmm. episodes. It's a it's a comic doing sketch sketches, basically. Each each episode is its own thing. Centered uh, around I, the most absurd person that yes. like in, in kind of different ways in each sketch. I found it fucking hilarious. I so, had, I was laughing with my teeth out. Can the you whole say time. why? I can't explain why. The I mean, best it's, it's, I can explain, me and Tim were texting about it, and he was like, yeah. 
you know, working in retail showed me that there really are fucking crazy people. And you see them every day when you see like hundreds oh. and hundreds of people. And he's like, I think that my time working in retail, like just made me so primed to like, just laugh at these, like, because you can watch that show and point at people and be like, yeah, I knew someone just like that. Like, <laughs> like they'd come in and talk about their Ted flashes or what was it? Dan flashes t-shirts. They're too expensive and they're wild. You can, right. yeah. You know what? I hadn't thought of that, but all three of us that were watching this show have all had retail experience, yeah. extensive retail experience, yeah. and we all were just laughing our fucking asses off. Yeah. And maybe that is it. When you have the experience of the absurdity of the human condition. It's also fun you- to watch with someone where you're watching it with them for the first time, too. Like, if you yeah. watch it by yourself, you're like, I don't know how hard I can even laugh at this. But if you're watching it with someone and you're all like chuckling and then start laughing out loud. Oh, like, it was it's, great. Yeah, that's a good show for that. That was that was the one evening's experience that was just great. I, I enjoyed the nice, fuck out of that. Nice. So, yeah, did you watch time. this next one or did I write that? Uh, You wrote okay, that. Did you I, watch White Lotus? No, I keep seeing people talk about it online and apparently god damn it oh you are way out in the league I know. three apparently uh it's uh, it's getting a lot of positive buzz but yeah. no i have not watched it yet. i i recommend it um so it's, it's hbo right it's hbo it's um it's different groups of people that represent versions of white privilege at okay. this like white privilege resort it was filmed during covid and you can mm-hmm. kind of see that sort of when you know that. Like, I think if you watch it, you can sort of see there's like certain context of the of it, I think, sort of embodies that. Um, okay. The It opens up in the opening scene, kind of setting you up for there's going to be some tragedy that occurs. And mm-hmm. you're kind of guessing the whole time who it's going to be. And that part's fun. But just the interplay between the different shitty people is fun too. Um, it's very, it's almost at times, it's almost curb your enthusiasm level, just like stomach tense the whole time, mm, like stop mm. making it so awkward. Uh, but it's, I, it's it's good. I'd recommend it. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere, I don't know, BuzzFeed or somebody was talking about that that final episode, the season finale was pretty intense. I, I think the season finale was good. It was very yeah. intense. I think the second to last penultimate is the uh it was 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 maybe my favorite okay yeah. i'll check it out yeah. it's fun uh it's got a good cast i also have spent the entire week just like blasting through dune trying to get done with it before the movie comes out in october mm-hmm. are you, i know you're a huge sci-fi guy you're an avid reader did you read dune when you were younger uh no, I did not. I am familiar with the story. Uh, it's it's sort of like a um, apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic type thing, right? You could say. I mean, honestly, I'd say it's a it's an intergalactic space drama, okay, with a messiah figure, mm-hmm. uh, or at least allusions to it, and. Okay. Um, a lot of historical references. There's a lot of reference to like kind of Alexander and Octavius type, oh. uh, uh, cool. dra- that, that kind of drama, uh-huh. um, or Octavian, um, man, it's really good. It's so good. Like I keep getting up early and going through as much of it as I can before Natasha wakes up <laughs> <laughs> like on the weekend. Um, but man, like, and as an adult, it's just like totally it hits you a lot better or a lot 
you can really see the application of a lot of the lines and his prose is so wonderful like just just describing things better than i can fucking find the words for right now what's um, the author's name uh frank herbert frank herbert yeah it's frank herbert okay cool hold on frank herbert and it's 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 a couple of books right yeah so it's three books uh trilogy yeah yeah, yeah. so they're making the movie in two movies and I have no idea how they're going to... A, I don't know how well, they're going to make this movie because there's so much inner monologue. And B, I don't know where they're going to stop the first, second, you know. Cause they made very, a movie of it in the 80s, right? Yes, they made one movie of it in starring right. Sting. <laughs> yeah, right. And John Luke Picard. <laughs> right, right. What's okay. that guy's name? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, yeah. yeah. I always I think, think I'm saw, saying I'm sure I saw name. the movie. Yeah. 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 yeah probably should Cool. Be. Yeah. Oh, and worms. There's worms in it. Ooh, I don't like worms. Well, this week's quotes were inspired by Dune. I have three quotes from Dune. Which one of these do you pick, Alan? Alan? (laughs) I like the last one. Do you want to read it, actually? Sure. Okay. Respect for truth comes close to being the basis for all morality. This is profound thinking if you understand how unstable the truth can be. Frank Herbert, book two, Dune. That's that's pretty deep, man. Yeah, it's full of that, man. It's full of it. And it's like characters saying it and these like foreshadowing um, little like monologues before each chapter. It's, it's, I, you, you know what? You'd probably enjoy reading it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah. It's a For lot sure. to read. Get the audiobook. I have so many audible credits. It's yeah, fucking ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. So there's, the, I know where I'm spending some. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, uh, look at that. It came in under an hour 40. Hells yeah. Like the professionals that we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, good week of shows, man. We got through a lot. <laughs> we did. We did. All right, dude. Well, you drive safe. Uh, no, no offense. Oh, I didn't none, offend you at all. No, no offense over here, buddy. Okay. And don't catch on fire and I'll try not to drown. <laughs> let's Yeah, let's try not to. All right. Cheers. Go. Cheers. That was fun. Kevin McCarthy, a moron, and if so, why? Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. Now this is podcasting.